Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's the Buck Blue Show. We're ready to go on this Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Hope your MLK Day was a day of service. So we all get back to work today. Nerney's here. Gillespie's here. Derek Thomas is here. Gang's all here on the fans, 680 and 93.7, streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. Get that fan app. Listen on the smart speaker brought to you by South Point Financial Services. Got a lot to get to and a short time to do it. Nerney, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Good news, Georgia Bulldog fans. Nolan Smith has decided to come back next season. This is huge. Now, you might be thinking, come on, Blue. Dude had three and a half sacks this season, so how was that huge? Well, with all the early exits, this is exactly what Coach Kirby Smart needed. Nolan Smith to come back, be a captain, and help lead the way in a repeat season. And the repeat is no joke, folks. Georgia will be getting every team's best shot in 22. They've now officially got a target on their back. So Nolan Smith coming back is huge from a leadership position. And I'm willing to bet Nolan Smith will have more than three and a half sacks in the upcoming season. So how do I know so much about trying to repeat? Well, I was right in the middle of this. I was a captain on the 1981 team, which followed the national title season. So I know all about this. And it's a challenge, folks, winning a national championship, coming back the very next season and doing it again, or at least being in the mix. This will not be an easy season for Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. So need quality leadership. And I believe Nolan Smith will be voted at the end of next season the team captain. Just a hunch I'm talking about there. So the dogs get him a boost over the weekend. We'll talk more about the dogs coming up here in just a second. Uh, In fact, let's do it right now. Bulldogs and Kirby Smart, they need a wide receiver coach. Cortez Hankton is going back home to the New Orleans area, is taking a job on Brian Kelly's staff with the LSU Bengal Tigers. He's going to go home, and he's going to get paid. We appreciate your service, Cortez. Good job in Athens. So who does Kirby hire? Some interesting options that are out there right now. Option A, Bulldog legend, two-time Super Bowl champ, made it to four Pro Bowls, the legendary Heinz Ward. Now, Heinz is living living his best life right now. He has cranked up a coaching career, and he's currently at Florida Atlantic. And Florida Atlantic, you're in Boca Raton. <laughs> Talk about the good life. You're living in Boca, baby. 
and he's coaching the wide receivers at Florida Atlantic after spending two years on the New York Jets coaching staff. Now, our own Road Dog Gillespie spoke with Heinz Ward last week. And Road Dog, uh, you mind coming on and give us an update on what, uh, what the conversation with Heinz Ward was like? Any chance Kirby Smart is going to hire Heinz Ward, who you spoke to last week? Any chance? There's always a chance, right, Buck? Does he want the job? You betcha he wants the job. He's made that known uh, before he got the job down in Florida that he wanted the job here with Kirby. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing the reason why he gave you the stiff arm about coming on my show was that he didn't want to be asked these questions because it's too early in the process. But we have seen in the past that Kirby can be a little reluctant to hire friends on his staff. You know, that was kind of the the rumor as to why he didn't bring Bobo on a couple years ago. Oh, friends. Now, well, he's Muschamp got Muschamp was, on there. Will Muschamp was here, but not in an official role as on the coaching staff at first. And you didn't tell me Stetson Bennett was showing up today. Looks like Stetson in the in the uh, engineering booth back there. All right, option B. <clears throat> Georgia's only 1,000-yard single-season receiver, the great Terrence Edwards, who is in Metro Atlanta, and he's mentoring high school-wide receivers, helping them develop so that when they get to college, they're able to make an immediate impact. Terrence running an Atlanta area wide receiver academy. And uh, Terrence Edwards would be an excellent addition to this coaching staff. Do you agree, Road Dog? Is he friends with Kirby Smart? <laughs> I, I think T.E. would be a great addition. Now, I don't know what their friendship is, but it would be worth uh, exploring. All right, option C. Behind door number C. Chad Hall. Now, he's the Buffalo Bills wide receiver coach. And they're in the middle of the NFL playoffs, as you know. Chad Hall played high school at Wesleyan. Went on to play college football at Air Force. Chad Hall, his sister, is married to Matt Stafford. So Chad Hall would be an excellent addition as the wide receiver coach at Georgia. And then you've got behind door D. Behind, can we open that door D, please? You got the fallback plan. Say if Kirby can't lure one of these top three guys I just mentioned in there, the fallback plan would be Todd Monken moves from the quarterback coach to the wide receiver coach. If Monken stays, rumors are he could be heading to the NFL. And then Buster Faulkner would take over as the quarterback coach. Currently, Buster's on the staff. When you see the quarterbacks on the sideline, they're talking to Buster Faulkner. Uh, Stetson getting a big hug at the end of the Natty game, hugging on Buster Faulkner, who has been tutoring under Todd Monken. And Faulkner's been an offensive coordinator along the way, some of the smaller schools out there like Southern Miss. So that would be the fallback plan. The wide receiver position coach, that is a position where typically on most coaching staffs at the big college level, their number one trait is they're able to go out and recruit at a high level. 
Now, I'm not saying at every place they're saying, okay, it's just a recruiting position. A lot of these guys are able to do both, and I would assume that's what Kirby's looking to do, hire somebody that knows all about playing the position, coaching up the position, and then somebody that can hit the recruiting trail and deliver these four- and five-star wide receivers. So door number one, Heinz Ward, currently in the college football business, coaching at Florida Atlantic. Option number two, local area guy, legend over at Georgia, Terrence Edwards, Atlanta Wide Receiver Academy, mentoring these young high school wide receivers, coaching them up and doing an excellent job of it. Behind door, option number three, Chad Hall, the Buffalo Bills wide receiver coach. Matt Stafford's brother-in-law. And then the fallback plan, Monken, if he stays, slides over to receiver coach. Buster Faulkner takes over as the wide receiver coach. We'll keep an eye on this. And uh, wishing Hankton the, the best down there at LSU. Going back home, not a bad thing. I'm sure he's excited about it. Being a part of a national championship team, put that on the resume. Get a, uh, a raise down at LSU. They're paying good money down there on Kelly's staff. And going on back home, good for him. <clears throat> Time for the Buck Baloo Show headline. That is brought to you by Grease Monkey. <laughs> Got some big news that came down late last night. Matt Stafford changed the false narrative on his pro career. You know, as it turns out, Stafford can win NFL playoff games. 0-3 going into that game last night. And you know, those three losses up in Detroit, they were all Matt Stafford's fault. If you listen to the narrative. And you look at the 12 quarterbacks that were playing in the playoffs this weekend. Matt was the second highest, had the second highest QBR rating and passer rating of the 12 quarterbacks that played in the playoffs this weekend. Only the Bills' Josh Allen performed at a higher level than Matt Stafford did in the playoff game last night. 13 to 17, 200 plus, couple of touchdowns, ran for a touchdown in a 34 to 11 playoff victory so I guess Matt Stafford is not the bum some of these people were making him out to be it's unbelievable the negativity surrounding I think a lot of it's jealousy you know jealousy that you know he had a great career at Georgia jealousy that he was a first round pick jealousy that he cashed in with a big contract and making good money yes jealousy is what this narrative was all about anyway I call it laziness, but sure. Yeah, jealousy as well. So it was a boring, tired narrative. Just because the Lions haven't won a playoff game in 70 years, it's not Matt Stafford's fault. Yeah, let's just blame it on him. Negative, negative, negative. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, By the way, the worst quarterback performance in the playoffs, the Phoenix Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray, who was absolutely atrocious last night. In that same game. Headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. Done fast, done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. Did you hear about Dabo? He flipped the script. We'll have it coming up next. Plus the Falcons. Are they set to trade Calvin Ridley? We'll get into it next. Glad you're with us today. Here are the Buck Baloo Show on the fan. 680 and 93.7. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Show here on the fan 680 and 937. Gang's all here. Ready to put in a four day work week this week. Cha ching. And so glad you're hanging out with us here on 680 and 937. Dabo has flipped the script, man. Get a load of this. We'll have that coming up in about 10. And we'll hit that Georgia quarterback room that got a little lighter over the weekend in the Bulldog Roundtable. Right now, though, let's talk Atlanta Falcons football, baby. Got Mr. Fontenot up there at base camp. Is it still base camp, Nerney, or did we quit calling that when Q left town? Uh, we're, we're, we went up. We're not at base camp anymore. I think like the second base camp, kind of at Everest, they got like five different base camps. That you yeah, it's do. just the Falcons facility is returned to being. Up in Flowery Branch. I used to think that was a long way away. It's, it's actually not that far away anymore. Atlanta's still growing, man. Especially up there in that part of uh, metro Atlanta. But uh, Falcons, uh, I was saying last week on the show, priority number one as we get this offseason started with the regular season wrapping up, Falcons' primary uh, number one thing they had to get settled was get clarification on what Ridley's going to do or what they want to do with Ridley. And I assume they had to have a conversation with Ridley. Or is he just not taking the Falcons' calls? It's hard to really tell what's going on. Reportedly had some issues that took him away from 11 games this season. And we really don't know the entire story on that. Just uh, not able to play this year. And the Falcons need to get this straightened out. Is he going to have the same problem a year from now as he heads into the final year of his rookie contract? Now, I saw over the weekend well, uh, where uh, NFL insider Mike uh, Garofolo, I believe his name is. Is that how you say it, Nerns? You know this guy, NFL? follow I think. Garofalo. Okay, follow. And also Steve Weish, who spent some time in this town covering the Falcons. Weish has made the big time. They were pointing out that Ridley wants a fresh start, and the Falcons are ready to move on. So with one year left on his contract, We're talking about a trade, the Falcons trading Calvin Ridley. So you need a trade partner. So who would like to do a deal? Who would like to get their hands on Ridley? Well, uh, as Garofalo Garofalo says, the Jets could be a likely trade partner. They got that, that young quarterback. 
He needs some quality uh, options as far as the wide receiver core goes. So Ridley would fit in nice as the go-to receiver for Zach Wilson. And the Jets are also loaded up with draft picks, man, at the top of the draft. The Jets have two number one draft picks, and they've got two number twos in the 2022 draft. Four top picks for the Jets. I bet Greeny's excited. Their general manager, Joe Douglas, has already gone on record during the uh, the press conference things going on after the season that they've got a lot of these great picks, but you don't want to plug in four rookies, right? You're going to get the young quarterback killed. So you need some proven talent. You don't want to take four guys, two in the first round, two in the second round, and expect them to go out and play at a high level. So you might want to use one of those picks, say, let's take – Let's say the the Jets would be willing to part with one of those second-round picks, and one of them is at the top of the second round, and trade that particular pick to Atlanta to get Ridley in town. I think the Falcons maybe could find their new go-to receiver at the top of the second round. As we sit here today, I, I think that's a likely scenario. What about the Falcons adding George Pickens? Top of the second round. Mm Mm-hmm. I see you're thinking about it. What about the kid out of Clemson, that monster, six foot four, 210 pounds, Justin Ross? Top of the second round. He can get some of those 50-50 balls. I don't know. Maybe you're a West Coast guy like Westy. Drake London looks like a pretty good option. Maybe Traylon Burks out of Auburn slides to the top of the second round. Boy, I tell you, I was really impressed with the performance level he threw out there this this year for the Razorbacks. So I believe, Derek, you were a little concerned when I brought this up last week about taking a receiver with a first or second round pick because there's so many needs for the Atlanta Falcons especially on the line of scrimmage. I mean, we need defensive linemen. We need offensive linemen in the worst way. So you didn't want to use one of those top picks on a wide receiver. Well, let me throw this in there. You keep your picks. The eighth pick in the first round. Pick number 38 in the second round. But you pick up the Jets' top of the second round pick. So you still get that defensive lineman and offensive lineman. Or maybe you double up on one side of the ball on the line of scrimmage, and then you use that Jets pick to get your new go-to wide receiver. I, I like it later in the draft, sure. Uh, there's there As we said, there's just too many holes, and it's difficult to build around a wide receiver. I think we've seen that here. Yeah, but uh, you got to have one, right? Absolutely. I'm all about playmaking wide receivers. All right, so but, you're, in, you're in favor of this then. You keep your picks. And you add another pick where you get a wide receiver. Well, yeah, the way you present it sounds great, yeah. I mean, you, let's say that uh, eighth pick of the first round, you get Evan Neal, that offensive tackle out of Alabama. That's a little bit closer to what I'm thinking, yeah. Then with that 38th pick, maybe you get that kid out of South Carolina. What's his name? Kingsley, uh, Enag Bari, that, that edge rusher out of South Carolina. And then you add that go-to receiver if, with the Jets pick. If you've already addressed the offensive and defensive lines, then you can do whatever you want with the third pick. Like but, what? Take Brian Robinson say, Jr. as a running back in the second round? I was going to say Jake Camardo as, as a punter, but no. Well, my goodness, we uh, the Falcons have already done that. Didn't T, uh, T a couple years ago, drafted a punter? 
Was that Hofrichter? Did I just make that up? I went to uh, a knee when I saw T do that. And it didn't pan out. That's no. the problem. If you're going to use a pick, that, that guy better be on your roster for literally a decade. The Falcons apparently are set to trade Calvin Ridley. And getting a top of the second round pick in return, that would be awesome. And even more awesome than that, and getting the pick in return, we owe him $11 million next year. So if you get rid of him in, uh, on a team that is completely, you know, crunched for cap space, that opens uh, uh, up some. I mean, what are you going to do? Because yeah. if you wait one more year and you don't know what his status is, right? wait one more year, then he's an unrestricted free agent. And, you know, he goes away for nothing. Might as well get something now while you can. Yeah, and I would say he missed 11 games a year ago because of uh, whatever issue that he had. Dude, how are you going to miss 11 games in a season when you're healthy? I mean, seriously, physically healthy. I with, mean, no, that is, with no updates to anything. Yeah, I that mean, is a no-no. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you've heard nothing else out of him, hey, guys, I'm doing okay, I'm still, whatever, and I hope he is doing okay, but it is just a little bit odd to not have any kind of follow-up whatsoever to this story. And, Nernie, what would happen if you didn't show up for 11 days here at the fan? Uh, then I probably wouldn't be here for the 12th day. Let me use a Saban term. Gone. Let's get to the NFL top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's top five. All right, Buck, cleaning up the uh, aftermath of Wild Card Weekend. Uh, yeah. So first, Cowboys getting upset at home. I believe you might have called that one. What's the next step? For Jerry Jones and his beloved Cowboys. Well, isn't it pretty obvious? You got to fire Mike McCarthy. <sighs> My dog, Bo, has better <laughs> instincts when it comes to managing the clock than that bum Mike McCarthy. And how many meals a day is he eating? I think he's eating about five or six big meals a day. I mean, he's waddling out to the sideline. And he has no idea what he's doing absolutely no idea what he's doing when it comes to the clock. Talk about incompetent. I would have fired his butt right there on the scene. I would have left that private box. I would have walked down to the sideline, and before McCarthy could waddle off the field, I would have said, I walked up to him, if I was Jerry Jones, and I would have said, you're gone. Now let's go to the strip club. Are you going to... Bring in uh, Dan Quinn, promote him from within. Now we'll, we'll talk well, about you know that I later. wouldn't do that we'll either. Talk about that later. Why would you do that? Well, speaking of uh, losses in the playoff, Patriots get smacked around by the Bills. What was that? That was Saturday, right? Or was that Sunday? Who knows? Over uh, the weekend. Over the weekend, yeah, we'll say, go. right? During the playoffs, over wild card weekend, Patriots uh, getting smacked around. Is the dynasty over for the Patriots? In a word, yes. Bill Belichick. The run is over. People of Boston, people of Beantown, who have been so passionate over this great run. What was it, about 15 years they had of, of excellence, winning all those champions? I mean, they almost did as almost well as Alabama. No. Alabama. I mean, they were winning the title with uh, TB12 and then Belichick. They were winning that thing about every other year. But the run is over. Fans of Boston, get ready. You're not coming back. For the longest time, I thought that was all about Belichick and Brady was just kind of there, and it might that might not have necessarily been the case. Speaking of Tom Brady, 
This old TB12, does he have enough around him in Tampa Bay to win another Super Bowl? Well, you got Mike Evans now, the go-to receiver. And did you see him do that flip into the end zone? Man, that looked like fun. He's a talented player. You got Gronk in the red zone. He's a ra- Why don't they cover Gronk in the red zone? I mean, he's open every time. So and that's slow. really the only place he's making an uh, impact these days. Why you got to cover Gronk in the red zone, man? And I tell you what, I was saying without Fournette, they're not likely to win the Super Bowl. They've already forgotten about Leonard Fournette because they got Giovanni Bernard, baby. And, boy, he looks good. By the way, where is Fournette? How bad was that hamstring pull? I thought, I have not heard, you know, I watched a lot of this game. I saw the pregame shows. I didn't hear anybody talking about Leonard Fournette. What in the world? But that Giovanni Bernard looks pretty good. So, yes, he's got enough. There you go. Well, while we're on the NFL, Buck, drop me your hottest NFL take. 49ers would have won a Super Bowl already without Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh, yeah. Garoppolo is terrible. Uh, Pedestrian at quarterback. I mean, he almost let the Cowboys back into that game with that loose throw that he made. I mean, they're looking to put the game away. Garoppolo throws a silly interception and lets the Cowboys hang around a little bit more. I mean, Garoppolo is a pedestrian-level quarterback in the NFL. He's uh, dealing with a... Was that hot enough for I, it you? It was. I liked it. He's. Uh, let me see if you'll double down. He's dealing with a, uh, I believe, a mild shoulder sprain. Oh, as Kyle we're going to blame it on yeah, the poor, injury. Come on, well, man. No, just, uh, it sounds like he'll be able to play next week. Would they be better with Trey Lance playing quarterback? Well, I didn't say that. Okay, I just I was said that Garoppolo was, was pedestrian. Aaron, I, I'm not going to argue with that. Finally, Buck here in the top five. Number five. Who is the best player, the top player in the NFL right now? Today? Today. I'd go Josh Allen. Love it. Bill's quarterback. I mean, what a day. Have a day, kid. 21 to 25, 300 plus, five touchdowns. You led the offense to touchdowns on your first seven possessions. You're running it like a big bruiser up in there, and you're throwing it like uh, the best that's ever played the game. I mean, right now, to me today, today on Tuesday, January the 18th, I believe Josh Allen is the best player in the National Football Bucks Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's Sports Station. So that's that. How do you defend Josh Allen? When he runs the ball like a yeah on that quarterback lead back. yeah but they just run a power sweep yeah but, but uh, there aren't many guys people who have been used like that at the quarterback position can't stand in the pocket and deliver it down the field the way he can as well it's just it's well tough you know to defend. when the quarterback's running that power that power run play it's an extra an extra an blocker, extra blocker right? and the defense they they can't defend it and he's tough to tackle right I mean dude's got to be two hundred and forty five pounds dude's got it going on right now. Let's squeeze in a nugget real quick. Mmm, tasty. Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Dabo Sweeney up there, Clemson, man. He has flipped the script over the weekend. Well, sort of. Dabo finally, finally hit the transfer portal over the weekend, and he got himself a quarterback. I mean, how cool is that? Now, I say sort of because, well, 
he brought in former Clemson quarterback Hunter Johnson, who left for Northwestern when Trevor Lawrence was taken over. And he played 10 games up at North, Northwestern over the last handful of seasons. And then Hunter Johnson decided, you know what? I, I want to go into Clemson's MBA program. Masters of Business Administration there at Clemson. And so he called up Dabo and he says, Dabo, I'd like a grad assistant spot. I want to go into the MBA program at Clemson. And Dabo says, you know, I'm not really for that. What I'm for is for you coming back and playing quarterback one year. And he said, what? You betcha. Totally. That's way better than being a grad assistant, doing all that grunt work. You mean I get to take snaps, compete for the job? And Dabo told him, well, you didn't see Uwe Ungalale play this past season? Talk about pedestrian. Now, I do believe Big Cinco's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But he, he wasn't real good for Clemson this past year. So here he comes, Dabo, bringing in Hunter Johnson again. And he will compete with Uwe Ungalale. And this freshman coming in, this four-star, Cade Klubnick who looked good in that All-American High School All-Star game. So Dabo sort of has hit the transfer portal. How about the Tigers? And there's your nugget. You think anybody was waiting on the nugget today? Out there listening to the show saying, man, I wonder if he's going to do the nugget. With bated breath. Well, every day on this show, we turn to the Bulldog Roundtable, and we've got some news. we got a little topic today to hit for you. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. So that Georgia Bulldog quarterback rooms are changing. You may have heard JT Daniels will be hitting the transfer market in May. Once he graduates, he'll be able to transfer wherever he likes. And JT Daniels is a quarterback looking to play in the NFL. And he's a quarterback right now looking for a place to play to get additional tape for the NFL scouts. You're going to have some of these NFL scouts now, not Mike Mayock because he, he got shown the door out there in Las Vegas. But JT Daniels needs more tape for these NFL personnel guys. Right now they say, you know, that freshman year at USC was really impressive because JT, we all know you should have been a senior in high school that season. So that was really impressive. Stepping on the campus in L.A., taking over the USC offense, year number one when you should have been in high school. Skipped a senior year. Very impressive. Then you got over that injury, you showed up at Georgia, and you beat out Jamie Newman. And you took over that quarterback job, and the first time out you threw for 400 yards against Mississippi State. And looked really good the rest of the year. But then this past season, it didn't work out for JT Daniels. Now, it looked like during the spring football practice portion that he would be the starter. 
It looked like coming into the season, it looked like JT Daniels would be the starter. I mean, why else would we go to SEC media days and Road Dog had me up in that suite where the Georgia players and coaches and sports information people were hanging out in that suite in the, uh, the SEC Media Day Hotel. And we sat down with JT Daniels. Now it was about 7 a.m. And he, he, he looked so uncomfortable in that suit and tie. I think he did admit that was the first time he'd ever worn a tie. And he was tugging at that thing the whole time. But uh, JT... It looked like he was going to be the starter, right? Because you're going into media days. You're taking starters to uh, lead the team, talk about the team, be out front with the team. When you go to SEC media days, you're not taking a backup quarterback. You're taking the starting quarterback over there. He wasn't just the starter, Buck. He was a, a Heisman dark horse candidate. We were talking about JT Daniels potentially winning the Heisman as the starting quarterback at Georgia before the season started. And then something went wrong. All right, he, he had that lat pull, the lat pull. And, you know, we're not real sure what exactly happened. I mean, I guess it could have been the Georgia doctors cleared him and JT's personal doctor did not clear him to be ready to play. And then Kirby got ticked off. He got mad and said, you're not playing anymore. We're going to go with Stetson Bennett. And you never saw JT Daniels again. Not even in mop-up time. They, they, they didn't even put him in when they were blowing somebody out late in the fourth quarter and let him take a couple of snaps. Very strange how all that went down. Now, it worked out. You won the natty. Stetson played great in the playoffs. Everything worked out as far as Stetson Bennett's concerned and the Bulldogs. But for JT, I'm going to say, though, on the surface, I was impressed with the way JT Daniels handled his business once he was told, you're not the quarterback anymore. We're going with Stetson. I didn't see JT Daniels over there pouting. I didn't see him leaking any information to the media. Uh, You saw him doing nothing but support Stetson Bennett during the games. You saw him working the sidelines when Stetson came off the field. You saw JT passing along some of the things he saw out of the coverage and the secondary and the defense. You saw him after the national championship game. Uh, looked like he was happy to me, happy that those guys celeb- celebrated a natty. He totally supported Stetson Bennett on the surface. That's what it looked like. But JT Daniels is gone. And he's looking for a place that's going to allow him to come in and be the quarterback and spin it so these NFL scouts and personnel guys can get a, uh, another long look at what he brings to the table. Now, everywhere I go these days, man, I'm getting asked the question, what's the word on Stetson Bennett? And I'll tell you what, I was on the way to work today, and my phone uh, dinged, and I <clears throat> came to a stop at a red light and looked down. And it was a former Florida Gator quarterback texting me and wanting to know, hey, man, is Stetson Bennett coming back? What are his plans in 2022? Everybody wants to know, is Stetson coming back? Well, I think Stetson's smart to wait and see if Todd Monken is coming back. Rumors that he's going to jump for an NFL job. Because Stetson, if Monken's not coming back, he wants to see who's coming in, who's going to take the, the offensive coordinator's job. Basically, Stetson's got a little leverage, and who could blame him for using it? 
in the situation. The word is not out on what Stetson Bennett's going to do. Carson Beck, my source is telling me that his plan is to stay and compete through spring football practice, participate in G-Day, then sit down and make a big decision on what, what the future holds for him. Then you got Brock Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton, the young quarterbacks that are totally going to be there. They're looking forward to uh, developing their skills and one day being the Georgia Bulldog quarterback. JT Daniels, though, I tip my cap at the way he handled the disappointment of getting shown or uh, escorted to the sideline. Looked like he handled that very well. And, of course, congratulations to Stetson Bennett for playing lights out in the college football playoffs and getting the job done. He will always be legendary with the Bulldog Nation. And there's your uh, Bulldog Roundtable today. Coming back on the other side, man, the latest on Freddie Freeman and the Bravos. We'll hit that next. Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. It's the Buck Blue Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Dog telling me that JT Daniels hadn't officially announced that he's leaving. No, I should have. Yeah, it should be. According to reports, yes, JT yeah. Daniels is, on ex- the street. is expected to announce his intentions. That's very correct from, from Yeah, Rodon. and look, let me just say, who expects him to return? Nobody. Nobody expects him to come back. Well, I don't expect a couple of those guys to come back, like Carson. I don't expect him to come back. Well, like, yeah, my source telling me, though, he's going to stick through spring why? ball to see how it all shakes out. And then he can transfer at that point in time. I agree, but if you're going to transfer, why not go ahead, get with that team, do their well, spring practice? Uh, because Carson Beck loves the University of Georgia. Doesn't want to leave. That's what my source is telling me. I'm going to stick with that. But we'll keep an eye on it, man. We're all over this Georgia quarterback position. Now, uh, day two, who got fired, as Mel would say? Oh, that would be uh, former NFL Network analyst Mike Mayock. You know, I'm stunned because I thought he knew everything about the National Football League. When it came to the draft and he was on that draft show on ESPN, there wasn't a player that he had identified that that uh, whether they were uh, going to make it big in the NFL or they're going to be lousy in the NFL. He seemed to know every single thing a general manager needed to know. And he got fired. He would have you believe that, yeah. They, they weren't that bad during you know, his tenure. I always thought, I never really fell in line with how brilliant he was. There was something that told me that he wasn't as smart as he was making himself out to be. And that's why he drafted Henry Ruggs? He's gone. Now, will he go back to being an expert with the personnel on ESPN? Well, he's still an expert, Buck. No, no matter. Oh, is he? He doesn't have to be oh, on well, it was TV. The guy, he He'll drafted the right guys. It was just their fault that they they did not develop. Bringing in Antonio Brown was a small misstep. 
come on, man. Mayock was a complete failure out in Vegas. <laughs> Let's chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Freddie Freeman, free agency update. He's been a free agent now, get this, 77 days. He's been on the market. 77 days! He's been in a holding pattern, which is what he is right now, waiting on this Major League Baseball lockout to come to an end because there's no contract negotiations going on right now, legally, that is. And, man, I pulled up ESPN.com earlier this morning, and I saw one of the headlines when you click on MLB, the coverage on MLB, and there was a headline just that jumped off the page and slapped me in the face, and it read, Bolting Braves for Yankees or Dodgers. Talk about a cold slap in the face. I mean, it was one of those double slaps, right? You get the open hand, and then you get the back side of the hand coming back the other side. Freddie Freeman. If your girlfriend's going to break up with you, she doesn't have to start dating your arch enemy right after. Yeah, no doubt. Now, Freddie's living in L.A. The Dodgers, they they could use a first baseman, right? Because they've got uh, Seager that, that left in that mammoth free agency deal. He'll never live up to that contract. But they got Trey Turner who can slide from second over to shortstop. They could move Max Muncy from first base to second base and then plug and play Freddie Freeman at first base. Yankees seem to have a handful of first basemen, but like the Yankees always are, they're never really happy with their guys, you know. They're always looking for something better unless their name is Jeter or something like that. What a slap in the face. Now, Freeman right now, he's in L.A. He's got that wonderful family, wonderful wife. And he's waiting on the Braves to offer a sixth year to the contract extension, guaranteed money of $30 million a year. That's basically word on the street. Freddie's looking for six years, $180 million. And the Braves reportedly are reluctant to pay $30 million in 2028 when Freddie would be 37, 38 years old. And look, I can understand that. I mean, you wouldn't expect Freddie to hit 30 bombs, drive in 100 runs, play 158 games as a 38-year-old man. But what about the, the years leading up to that final year of the contract? What about that? He's the face of the organization. He's the captain. He's the leader. How are you going to go without that? Come on, Braves. Hopefully, Anthopolis will give the thumbs up, get the thumbs up from... Liberty Media, and they'll offer Freddie that sixth year of guaranteed money at $30 million a year. Otherwise, boy, this Braves fan base, they're going to be hot. They're going to be real hot. We'll keep an eye on it for you. Final word today, a quick shout-out to the Atlanta Hawks. MLK Day went over the Milwaukee Bucks. They played a little D after the first quarter. They had six players in double figures, the Hawks did. Scored 71 in the second half and broke that embarrassing 10-game home losing streak. Embarrassing. How do you lose 10 in a row at home? That's hard to do. Host the T-Wolves tomorrow, the Heat on Friday. Good time to go down there and cheer on the Hawks down at the farm. We're now 18 and 25. We're four games back of the eight seed 
in the East. Come on, Hawks. We're better than that. But congrats on the win. It's going to do it for the Buck Blue Show on this Tuesday. Glad you're with me. I want to uh, thank the staff, Adam Gillespie, Derek Thomas, Sean Nerney. You guys are awesome. Back on Wednesday. Hope you'll join us then, 10 to 11. If you missed the show, you can check out the show podcast and listen anywhere, anytime. Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Great to see you, Buck. Thank you, Buck. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.